sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my house, baby, take control now. We can Good morning, everybody. This is Pete with All Matters, covering on 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion here today. You know, this is something dear and dear to my heart. You guys, you know, whether you're looking around your kitchen and now home office, you know, being at home, working from home, bathrooms, wall units, entertainment centers. Uh, we have a company here, Superior Cabinets. They've been around forever. I know about these guys because uh, back in the day when I had my construction company, um, they had been doing a lot of work uh, and they've been around for years and years. And I'm really happy to have, it's a father and son team. So this is another one where it's a family owned business. You know, we love to support those kind of businesses in the Seattle market area. We have Larry Hegland and his son, Austin on. Larry, how you doing? Doing great, Pete. How are you? Good. Good to have you on. And Austin, it's good to have you on too. Thank you. You kind of look like your dad a little bit. <laughs> I, get that. I get that like father like son well you know you guys uh and guys grab a pen and paper because i'm going to give you their uh they have a showroom uh but they also have a website and a phone number you can give them a call we'll do all that uh coming up here later on maybe the next segment we're going to jump in since you're you're new on the air larry and since you're the the owner of the company the principal um can you tell us a little bit about the background, the story behind your company, why did you start it, how long it's been in business, um, kind of those kinds of things to start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just want to say thank you again for having us on. Uh, a little bit about the history of Superior Cabinets. Uh, Bob Dandel was one of the owners of this company. He started it out about, uh, about 40 years ago, uh, kind of took it over from his dad's business and, and just took it underneath his wing and, and started to make it grow. Um, when so his dad had it before, before he had it then? His dad had it before it was a different cabinet name and kind of yeah. uh, handed it down to, down to Bob. And he, uh, uh, long story short, Bob turned it into what it is today, you know, between okay. the both of us. So, okay. Um, just got all the contractors out there, uh, getting everybody busy the biggest thing is, is uh, our biggest move was about 35 years ago, we decided to open up a showroom and uh, that kind of opened it up to the public and, and started getting more retail work and, and, you know, mix it in with contractor work and yeah. stuff. So the showroom, uh, we went from about 3,000, uh, 3,000 square feet to about 8,000 square feet now. Uh, so just kind of expanding wow. a little bit more. Uh, the shops up in SeaTac by the airport. There, we went from about uh, fifteen thousand square feet to about forty-five thousand square feet okay. now. With uh, you got a good size operation. Yeah, so tell me, you you, uh, you still look like a young pup, uh, Larry. But what <laughs> what's the story with you? How when did you start? You must have started when you were like sixteen or fifteen years old or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I I, uh, I actually started out of out of high school. So once I okay. graduated high school. Uh, I came down here, I started in sand and doors and, and just kind of the, the basics of building cabinets. And, yeah. Uh, kind of went from there to uh, overtaking the production side of it and started running the business side of it or the construction side of that and, and keeping the shop employees going. And so now I'm in the sales and business part of it. Yeah. So I've uh, been doing sales, got a lot of great contractors out there that I've been uh, real good with. And, uh, so 
been nice to to meet all the customers that come through the showroom and talk to them and and get out to the houses and do measuring and, and see what their uh, yeah their That's inspirations awesome. are still. And then you now you so how many employees are out, out there now at Superior? So right now we have uh, six salespeople and about uh, three different office help as far okay. as answering phones, setting delivery schedules and stuff. Uh, at the shop, we're right now we're about forty five employees at wow. the shop. Good yeah. for you. That's yeah. awesome. Well, then that leads me over to your son, Austin. So Austin, tell me a little bit about why the heck did you join your dad? <laughs> I got this one's got to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it, it started out kind of as that uh, high school, college, summer job. And okay. Overall, I've been with the company for about seven years now, uh, okay. off and on. And, uh, you know, it was always just a really good fit. You know, I grew up with a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, started out with the company and obviously him and, you know, knew the company inside and out. And, you know, kind of worked my way through every single, uh, you know, department up there building the cabinets. And, uh, you know, just kind of found a really natural transition into sales. Okay. So you work in sales with your dad then? Yeah. So I've been doing sales here for about almost two years now. And yeah, great. Yeah. Although I, I bet you guys, you know, there's nothing like the smell of wooden sawdust. I'll tell you what, man, that's the best thing ever. When you go into a shop, I bet you guys miss that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> going through the shop, get to smell all the wood and, yeah, get to smell the lacquers and the, yeah, you know, the paints. Yeah. And yeah. Yep, absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Well, it's good. But, you know, the thing is, I'll tell you what. One of the things I have to say here, guys, is, you know, when in the, they're in sales now, and a lot of salespeople do not have hands-on experience. These guys do. They've been in the trenches. They've been there, done that. They build cabinetry, uh, even though Austin is quite a bit younger. It's good you were, you were building in the shop, Austin. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That no, shows you have some good skills. So yeah, it helps. It helps a lot being able to know the ins and outs and yeah, know, how to deal with contractors and you know talk that talk and be able to you know explain all of that and you know what my customers need to know about. Yeah. So and then Larry, I want to ask you before we move on to kind of the design process, um, could you tell me a little bit about um, like where is your showroom at? So our showroom is down in the South Center uh, Tukwila area there. Okay. Where I like to say we're about a, a mile west of uh, Ikea. So most people know where Ikea is at. And okay. So we're just right past them. So just keep going past Ikea. Don't even look at them until you hit so, them. so near Ikea, but go that way if you want really good quality cabinets. Exactly. <laughs> you want something that's built right here, you know, yeah. locally? Yeah, come to us. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, so Austin, as far as like what areas do you guys cover? Do you go all the way up into Snohomish County and down into yeah. Thurston? Yeah, or? yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, typically a lot of the business that we do is definitely the Seattle area, Tacoma area, um, but we go out as far as uh, over the past. I've done jobs in Cleelum. Uh, we've um, done some Oregon stuff like that. Far and few between, okay. But. You head over, um, you head over to the Kitsap Peninsula too? Yep. Absolutely. Great. We got a, li- a lot of listeners over there. Big shout out to them. So that's great. You guys go over there. So you guys are in your car quite a bit then. <laughs> yes. <Sounds like. laughs> yes. Constantly. A lot of miles put on the cars. Yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of a segue. Let's for the remainder of the segment, possibly in the second segment, let's talk about Larry. Can you tell us a little bit about your design uh, like when you go, they're coming into a showroom or you're going out to their home. How does all this start with a customer 
and how do you work with them? So, you know, usually a customer is going to come in and they're going to have something in mind of what they're looking for already. Okay. Um, our showroom is fantastic here where we got a bunch of different vignettes set up. People can look at what they're, you know, what they're looking for. We got a whole doorboard of displays kind of show different door styles, different colors, uh, some options that they're looking for. Uh, we have custom door makers too. So if there's something they don't see, we can always do it. Uh, so usually what happens is they're going to come in. We're either going to sit down, go over a design. Nice thing is, is unlike your, your box stores, you come into Superior Cabinets, you're looking for cabinets. So we take you seriously as soon as you come in the door. You know, it's not like, oh, there's a shovel. Wait a minute. There's cabinets. Let's go look at them. Uh, so we do a design for these guys. We have it all on the computer. We can set it up right there, change things that they don't like, or add things that they want to have, trash bin rollouts, spice racks, things like that. Uh, and then we just we pick out all the all the colors and, and go from there. So do you so do you have in the showroom? Do you have like you said you have little areas? Do you have like a kind of a mocked up kitchen, a mocked up home office, mocked up bathroom? Is that how you do it? Or exactly, yeah. We have home offices, we have kitchens, we have vanities. Uh, we show countertops, all the cabinets, how they're built, things like that. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And then what? Uh, so Austin, I mean, if you had to put a percentage of it for your business and sales, what percentage? I mean, are they coming into the showroom versus you're going out to their house, mm, or do you yes. always do that? So we always do that. Um, so it is a free estimate that we offer. People will come into the showroom and they'll kind of have their plans, and you know, we set up an appointment where I come out and take all the measurements, and then you know, kind of show them what we can do, or take their inspiration photos, or you know, whatever they're liking, and yeah. I basically just put that on the computer and show them the 3d of it. And, you know, we make changes. So the two go hand in hand. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Do, do you, so are you saying, are you taking the laptop out to their home and kind of building it as you go? Or how does that work? No, here, uh, here and there we will, but uh, typically what we'll do is we'll just get the ideas, um, you know, figure out where their appliances are, if they're changing anything, they'll send me all of that information. Uh, you know, within a couple of days, I get something back to my customers and, uh, you know, we go from there, uh, typically then they'll come in, we'll sit down and go over the drawings. Uh, you know, if they want to change, uh, you know, cabinet that has two pullout shelves mm -hmm. in it to a drawer bank, that's pretty easy. You know, a couple clicks of a button there, but, uh, you know, once they like it and sign off, then we put it in production. Got it. Okay. And Larry, are, are most of your, are most of your customers coming into the showroom first or do they head out? Do you head out to their home right away? You know, it's about 50, 50. A lot of guys will call in uh, to the showroom, ask for one of our salespeople to come out, do a consultation, do some measuring. Uh, again, it's all free estimates. So, you know, we're happy to do that. Uh, we set up a time and we go out to the house, measure it up, talk about what they're looking for. Um, any walls moving, appliances moving, things like that. Okay, that sounds good. We come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more. I got a couple more questions on the design process with Larry and Austin. I'll give you their phone number and their website, and then we're going to get into what makes a quality cabinet. Uh, these guys have been doing a long time, they know what they're doing. It's Superior Cabinets. You can check them out at superiorcabinets.com. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters Car Radio, 97.3 FM. Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk.
All right, we're back. This is Pete with All Matters Cario 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We're having a great discussion here with Larry and Austin Hegland, father and son team. They got a big uh, crew out there. Big shout out to everybody out there at Superior Cabinets up there by SeaTac. And then all you guys that work down in the showroom down there in Tequila. You can check these guys out at superiorcabinets.com. Or if you want to give them a call, this number goes right to their uh, showroom. You can talk to the friendly people there at Superior Cabinets. It's 206-965-9240. That's 206-965-9240. Now, i got to ask you guys, um, because everybody that listens always wants to know this, is there ever a time where they can catch one of you two guys uh, at the showroom and talk to you? Oh, absolutely. We're... I'm here every single day unless I'm okay. out on appointments, but absolutely. So basically they can't get rid of you. <laughs> That's right. That's right? right. Yeah. So how about you, Austin? Yeah. Uh, typically mornings are, mornings are always best for me, but okay. again, I'm also here every single day. Before you head out. Okay, good. Well, that's good. So the guys, you guys, the guys that are on the radio here, they are at the showroom. When you call in, um, a lot of times they'll be there if they're not out, on a, you know, on a, on a sales call, which is good. So that's good. Um, so you can ask for them, ask for Larry or Austin. They'll come up and say hi to you and sit down and talk with you. All right. Uh, let's get back to our discussion of the design process. So uh, one thing, Austin, um, you talked about going to people's homes. You talked about, you know, um, the showroom, you and your dad. But one of the things, you know, always in people's mind is always price, 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 right? So can you kind of, you know, give an idea, give us an idea of like how do you guys price things because i know like they're all one-offs right it's all custom mm-hmm. yeah you know pete so it is definitely a question that we get a lot um everything everything's super variable uh, you know it just depends uh you know what wood type people want um you know what kind of inserts they want how many uh, you know you could load up your kitchen or you yeah. could just have you know a tube bin recycle roll out and call it good um <laughs> but we price everything based on lineal feet you know, we build everything to fit each kitchen uniquely. Um, you know, we're not people that are going to nickel and dime because we have to make a cabinet at, you know, 21 and three eighths versus a modular company's, you know, standard 21. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we, we make it to fit. Everything's priced per lineal foot. And, uh, you know, each one's different. So. Okay. That's great. I appreciate that, Austin. Now, Larry, I got to ask you, though. So since we talked about price, um People have the misnomer that custom is a lot more expensive. So can you address that, please, first, so we can we can get past that and we'll move to the to the next topic. Yeah, absolutely. Custom does not mean more expensive at all. Um, custom for us can be two things. We custom means that we build it to fit your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we use as little fillers as possible. Most of the time, we're not using fillers at all. So that 21 and 3 eighths is 21 and 3 eighths. You're not using a 21-inch cabinet and then cutting a the filler down to, to make it all fit. Um, Can you, just to stop you there, so people understand, because I know you guys live and breathe this, what is a filler? What does that mean? A filler is just an extension of a cabinet, some extra piece of wood to make up for the difference of size to go against the wall. Okay. So modular companies won't make the cabinet big enough so they have to use a filler piece to fill in the rest of the rest of the space okay. we make all of ours so it's, it maximizes your cabinets you get all the storage possible 
little fillers. So you maximize the space with customs. Exactly. And pricing that's, that's isn't the, all that much more, really. <laughs> right. And that's the custom part of our cabinets. It doesn't mean more money at all. It actually okay. means more cabinet, less money. It's, okay. it's amazing on how many times customers will come in and say, your cabinets cost the same or less than yeah. the box store. That's no, crazy. and that's why I want to bring this up because we have other sponsors too that do very beautiful, they have beautiful businesses and they don't cost anymore. So just so you heard that here, guys, and I, that is true. I, cause I had to deal with this when I met construction company up there, you want to go to a company like superior cabinets because they can take care of, they'll maximize the space. Everything is fit to yours. And I, I bet Austin, you probably find, cause I used to find this all the time. Nothing is plumb, nothing square, and floors are on level. <laughs> He's laughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's something, but uh, I mean, yeah. But that's why you measure and fit, right? Do you when you go out, you're you're looking at all of that. Is that correct? Yep, yeah. yeah, measure twice, cut once, kind of thing. But uh, you know, we make it work. We're able to figure out what we need to do, what we need to make something at, and you know, able to communicate with contractors on what they might have to do in order to make it fit perfectly in someone's house. Awesome, that's great. Now, I, Larry, I want to ask you because you know you can get with custom. It's almost unlimited what you can do for which species, but. I remember back in the day, oak used to be a big deal. I don't know if oak is still a big deal, but what what are the popular wood species that you guys make for people? And then talk about exotics too, as well. Hey, so you know, right now the the popular woods are out there. The walnuts are really popular right now. Uh, the rift cut white oaks are extremely popular, especially with some of these nice beige colors and things like that on there. Yeah, um, they're looking really good. Cherry has always been a super popular wood. Uh, and we do all of those. So yeah. as, far, as far as like exotics and things like that, you know, zebra woods out there, you don't get to see it too much. Um, your your ribbon cut sapiles and mahoganies are, yeah. are still, you know, still out there. But for the most part, our customers, you know, the walnuts, the, the cherries and those woods are, are still okay. pretty popular. And what, why are those so popular, Larry? What is it about the wood structure itself? You know, the, those are really good hardwoods themselves. They got beautiful grains that are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the rift cuts, it's a nice straight, tight grain that everybody's looking for right now. Uh, but and what what now? Because that's another term you brought up again. What what is a rift cut? So they understand what you mean. So a rift cut is just the way that they that they cut the logs themselves. Um, it gets a nice straight cut grain instead of the the flowing plain slices. What you know, usually when they unpeel a log as the plain slice of it okay. uh, but the rift cuts a nice tight straight grain on there so they're cutting with the grain is what you're saying exactly okay and cutting with the grain what is that i mean as far as the cellular density on the wood how does that how is that a good thing uh the looks of it's fantastic as far as the density on it uh you know you're using more of the log okay uh, and so it's a little bit more expensive just because of the cut of the grain Right. You know, versus, you know, peeling a peeling a log, if you can imagine how a circular is and, and you're peeling it, you're getting a lot more veneers out of there uh, right. versus quarter sawn or, or rift cut or something like that. So yeah. that's, that's what drives the expense up on those woods. Got it. Got it. Austin, I got to ask you this question because a lot of people, this is another one in their head. So um, I want to get your thoughts on this. So we have all these people out there, these companies that are doing refacing of cabinets. Versus custom, I smile again. But 
this is something people, they, well, why, why shouldn't I just reface my cabinet? So I'm asking you, when you're considering refaces versus custom cabinet, what is your thoughts on that? You know, first and foremost, I, I get a lot of people asking me this. And oftentimes, you know, I ask if, uh, you know, that customer is willing to share the quote. And oftentimes it turns out to be pretty close to just replacing the cabinets. But a lot yeah. of people, they're looking at refacing cabinets that they've had for, you know, 25 years. But, you know, a lot of it, you know, possibly particle board. Uh, we do see a lot of that. And, you know, it's just, it tends to delaminate. You know, there's a huge expense to it. But the integrity of that cabinet's more than likely already compromised. Okay. You know, the screws are ripping out, doors are coming off. So if you just kind of recolor them, you still have the same structural issues at virtually, you know, three quarters or, you know, full cost of what it would be for us to replace it. You know, yeah. then you get something that's going to last 40 plus years and, you know, you won't have to do it again. Yeah. No, great answer. And I agree with you 100%. It's like, why reface when you can get brand new custom cabinets for about the same price? And the structural aspect is, is very, very key. You see a lot of MDFs, a lot of particle board. Any moisture, you get swelling, you get structural compromise. So I'm totally with you on that one, 100%. We come back. Uh, we're going to now jump into what makes up a quality cabinet. We're going to listen to Larry and Austin, the experts here. You can check them out at superiorcabinets.com or give them a call at 206-965-9240. And make sure you go to MyNorthwest.com forward slash home matters. This will be up there in perpetuity on podcast. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle Talk. With all matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News, and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here with Larry and Austin Hegland, father and son team, in the sales. They work together in sales, which I think is kind of awesome. I um, I always enjoyed working with my father building houses, and uh, so it's neat you guys can spend time together, um, you know, not just have your son grow up and move away. That's pretty cool, Larry. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure to have him here. You know? Yeah. Do you ever get in fights? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Here and there. Uh, yeah. not as much not as much as that absolutely makes it sound to me, but yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the younger guys always they always know all this stuff, right? So and he's I'm sure he's probably more technically savvy than you. But you have yes. all of you have all of the experience on him. So hey, you know. Exactly. Old men rule. <laughs> that's all right austin someday maybe your son will be working with you and uh, then you'll be the old guy <laughs> exactly uh, all right you can check these guys out at superiorcabinets.com they have a nice website um you can go there i would you know guys here's the thing if you're in listening distance uh i would give them a call uh especially like if you're a long ways away kids up and it's or way up in snowmish county call them at 206-965 nine two four zero and you can schedule you know their appointment for you know for larry austin to come out if you're closer down by south center drive past ikea is it just down the street from ikea 
It's just down the street. Yeah, on the same. Keep driving past down down the street from IKEA, and um, you can go to their website. They have you have your address on the website there, right? Where you're. Yes, we do. Yep. So showrooms located on the website. If you're in within driving distance, I'd highly suggest, you know, get off the internet, get off the website, just go down to their showroom because you can touch and feel things. And that's that's the key thing, right? And you can meet these nice people that are on the radio here too as well. All right. Um, last thing I want to talk about on kind of the design process, but some generalities is um, let's talk about, Larry, about finishes. Because I know back in the day, we used a lot of stuff that wasn't environmentally friendly. It was beautiful, but wasn't always environmentally friendly. So nowadays, what do you guys use for finishes? So right now we're using the conversion varnish, um, which is a really durable, strong finish there. Okay. Uh, we put a catalyst in there to, you know, to harden it up. Uh, everything we do is low haps. So we're uh, environmentally conscious about that stuff. Uh, yeah. Keep all the VOCs and all that stuff really low. And uh, yeah, so it's a nice, good, strong finish. And that's nice, especially if you have the hardening agents, because as we all know, guys, wood is a cellular structure. So it's porous. And that hardening, the front finish gets in there and hardens in the pores. And that's what makes it so durable, correct? Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Okay, sounds good. All right, now, Austin, we're going to move over. Austin, Larry, we're going to talk about quality cabinets. Um, we have some time here, so I really want to break this down. Uh, for listeners so they understand what makes up a good quality cabinet and why you guys choose to do certain things that really set you apart as a cabinet company. Because obviously you wouldn't be around as long as you are if you weren't doing things right. So um, let's talk first about, I call them, um, some people call them the frames, I call them the carcass. So Austin, what do you guys do as far as building your carcasses and why are they, why is what you do structurally better? Yeah, so, you know, for starters, um, you know, once we have everything designed and detailed, you know, CNC machines cut out all the product and, you know, they have their dados in it. Uh, so it helps us, you know, assemble that cabinet, but we use all plywood. Uh, so all of our interiors are, you know, three quarter and half inch birch plywood. Uh, and then, you know, the face frame adds that extra rigidity to it. You know, that's right. all, all solid wood there. Uh, but really, you know, significant durability over you know your particle board uh even your mdf uh, yeah. stuff like that that a lot and of why, why are you using uh, now where do you use the three-quarter where do you use the half as far as sides and back and then why do you choose birch plywood uh so you know we use three-quarter on all the finished ends uh and then we use half inch for the backs uh half inch for the bottoms and interior bulkheads you know some of those are doubled up just depending on how we build cabinets together Okay. Uh, but it's just, it's really durable. Um, the birch is also, you know, very similar graining to the maple. Uh, so it goes with everything. It doesn't have any wild contrasting grain, uh, especially when we're staining interiors, the inside stain to match the outside. Yeah. Um, so it's not something that's going to just like throw you off when you open Yeah, birch finishes up very nicely. Really, really <laughs> does. So now yeah. you talked about some interior, you mentioned about uh, sometimes you do interior structural um, enhancements. Can you speak to that a little bit, what that is? Uh, yeah. So, you know, just oftentimes, so we'll build multiple cabinet sections together. Okay. Uh, you know, that way, you know, contractors or whoever's doing install isn't putting in, you know, 30 different cabinets. They're able to put in, you know, 12 um, but we'll double up bulkheads to, you know, create the separate sections and, you know, have 
you know, the required openings for spice rollouts, um, you know, trash bin pullouts, things along those lines. Uh, but it really does make that cabinet very, very durable, very strong. Um, you know, definitely a lot easier to install as well. Okay, great. And then Larry, what about, so, cause you have to consider, you know, a weight on the cabinet too, right? Some of these countertops are very dense. They're very heavy. So do you guys use like plywood I-beams? Do you use corner blocks? What do you guys do as far as structurally making that of integrity to hold that, that countertop in place? So a lot of that is kind of the reason we went to a half-inch backs instead of the quarter-inch backs that used to be used. Okay. Um, the half-inch, full half-inch back there just gives you that extra strength. Uh, we use three-quarter-inch uh, tool kick sleepers and stuff to give them more strength for the countertops. And then the inside of the cabinets, you know, using the three-quarter-inch bulkheads or doubled-up half-inch bulkheads, depending on the strength, you know, that you're needed and stuff. So Okay. So are you saying really because you're using the bulkheads, you don't have to use like some of the ones that use the top uh, I-beams and things like that? Exactly. Okay. Understood. Exactly. A lot of the countertops nowadays are, you know, they don't require subtops, so that helps out a lot too. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good. And then I want to ask, so the other the other thing, so we talked about, is there anything else we should be covering in the carcass, Austin, or is that is that pretty much cover it for what you guys do for structural integrity? You know, that, that for the most, I mean, that's it, honestly, okay. just the, uh, you know, the, the wood selection and uh, just how we build it. That's, that's all that goes into it. Okay. Pretty one thing, one thing I do want to ask you though, Austin, because you brought it up is why is having your cabinet CNC cut? What is CNC and why is that important? So CNC machines are essentially a giant computer that, you know, it, we program it to cut, uh, all these different pieces at a very specific size. So, you know, our, if we have to make something, you know, 21 and three eighths, it's going to be 21 and three eighths. Exactly. Um, so it really helps us, you know, maximize the recoveries, but also make sure that everything is perfectly fit into the house. Um, but that cuts all the dado spots uh, as well. That way we can just, you know, build that cabinet kind of into each other, uh, give it that extra strength uh, and everything's just exact yeah. because of that. That's very cool. So, Basically, yeah, it's computer numerical control CNC, and I'm assuming your tolerances are within five thousandths of an inch or less because you're using CNC, correct, Larry? Is that in my other right now? Absolutely, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then now, one thing I do want to ask before we move off of this: um, so the carcasses you mentioned, I think Austin mentioned in passing, Larry. How are you with the three quarter and the half inch? How are you? Are you, what kind of joinery are you using to join the the carcass pieces together in the sidewalls? So we do on the CNC machine. It's all going to be a blind dado or a dado route there. So um, we glue them and screw them, or we're going to glue them and pin nail them. So everything that we do is you know is glued and screwed or glued and pin nailed on there okay. for the strength. Yeah. But why no? But but it's key what you just brought up, and Austin mentioned it too. You talked about dado or blind dado. Can you talk about what is a dado joint and what is a blind dado joint? Why why do you do that? So the dado joint is depending on the size of the material going into it. It's either going to be a half inch dado or a three quarter inch dado that's going to you know accept the piece coming into it. Uh, it's going to give it more strength biting into the wood. Uh, mm -hmm. Just kind of allows that uh, that extra 
extra level of strength there. Okay. A blind dado we use for like a frameless cabinet. So okay. it's going to start about three eighths back uh, and then dado down. Mm -hmm. And what that does is just kind of leaves the front edge where you don't see the dado at all. So yeah. Good. That's awesome. And you guys, you can Google dado joints. Basically in the simplest sense, you know, painting a picture with words here, a dado joint's almost like a puzzle piece. <laughs> and exactly. really you, you, it's like puzzle pieces mixed together you are putting those, it's a joint, it's structurally strong, but the other thing too is it creates more surface area for gluing. So it just makes it, now you're pin nailing it, it makes it much stronger as a joint that's going to last for years and years. Is that, am I on the right track on that one? That's exactly it. Okay. I just want to make sure they understood why you guys use data over just, hey, I'm just going to do a butt, butt fit and nail, right? Or staple, right? right? Yeah. That's one of the things now, are you, I, I, I'm not a cabinet expert, but I've seen some cabinets that are not made well. Are those the ones, I mean, if people are looking for like a quality to look for, something that's not made well, is are they typically stapled together, Austin? Is that what you're seeing? That, that tends to be what I find. Um, that and a lot of people won't use that data. So that's essentially just a little bit of a groove that we can slide that extra piece into. And, yeah. you know, the weight can rest on the adjacent piece. Um, yeah. But yeah, that and just, you know, the materials that are used, a lot of it, you know, particle board's the most common, um, but yeah, tends to be tends to be a reason for structural failures or you know a weaker cabinet in a sense. Yeah. You know, I, the reason why we spend so much time on this, guys, you that are listening, is if you don't have a good carcass, you don't have a good cabinet. End of story. Because everything else, it's kind of like you know the the doors, the frames. I mean, we're going to talk about door structure because that drawer structure because that is very very important to as well, but. You know, the rest of the stuff, putting doors on with species, that makes it look pretty, but the carcass is what has to hold up year after year after year. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion. We're going to get, I'm going to ask Larry about what is this about these frameless European style cabinets? He mentioned it versus American style. We're going to get into joiner, other joinery, uh, drawers, doors, things like that, how they put these things together. You can check them out at superiorcabinets.com or call them up at 206 965 9240 to schedule your appointment to have them come out to your house. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters Car Radio 973 of Amsel News and Seattle's Talk. Okay, we're back. This is Pete. With Home Matters Car Radio 973 of Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here. With Larry and Austin Heglin of Superior Cabinets. They're down there in Tequila with a uh, big shop over there by SeaTac Airport. Um, you can check them out. I would just come down to their showroom. If you're in listening distance and you can drive, are you guys, you guys are open on Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, from nine o'clock to four o'clock on Saturday and close on, on Saturdays. Saturdays. Close on Sundays. Okay, so if you have to come down on the weekend, come on Saturday between nine and four. Um, you can get the address of their showroom off superiorcabinets.com. If you just want to pick your uh, cell phone up and give them a call, you can do that too, and they can give you the address. Um, or if you're outside, and it's quite a bit, like if you're over in Kitsap Peninsula, so that's a little bit of a haul to get down there to South Center. So give them a call at 206-965-9240, and either uh, Larry or Austin or one of the other sales, nice salespeople, they'll come out and visit your house there and uh, take care of you. Okay. Um, so let's get into, because I, I, we're in the fourth segment, we've got a few more things I want to cover here. 
as far as good quality design, what you guys do at Superior. Um, Larry, can you help us understand, a lot of people have heard about European frameless versus American framed. Can you help define what is a frameless cabinet versus a frame cabinet? So a frameless cabinet is pretty much exactly what it says. There is no face frame on there. So a lot of places will use 5 eighths uh, sides, tops, and bottoms. Uh, we actually use a full three-quarter inch plywood. Uh, and then it's edge banded with the same material that, that your cabinet that you selected in, you know, whether it be walnut or, or maple, the edge banding is on the face of that also. So um, that cabinet is without a face frame which uh, a lot of places like just because of how tight the, the tolerances on the doors are, gives you that nice tight reveal look. Uh, our framed cabinets, we designed those to be exactly like a frameless cabinet, but the face frame on there just gives you a little bit more strength, good structure, uh, keeps that cabinet a little bit more square. Um, a lot of places call it a full overlay. We actually make our styles and rails smaller to give you that frameless look with a stronger okay. cabinet. So oh, okay. we can do both. Okay. Yeah. Well, so an application, where would it make sense to have a frameless cabinet, or is that purely cosmetics? Um, you know, frameless cabinets are really good in you know houses that that are unlevel and out of square uh, and you're going to have to use fillers to scribe to the walls and kind of make up that, uh, how the, how the walls out of plumb. So sometimes, you know, frameless cabinets are really good there. Okay. Um, for the most part, I, I try to recommend the frame cabinets, the stronger cabinet in a sense, and just gives you the exact same look uh, that a frameless gives you. Okay. Understood. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Okay. Sounds good. Now, um, before we move into drawers and doors and things, I want to talk about joinery. So we know you use um, dado joints. Do you guys use dovetail joints anywhere in your cabinets, Austin? And what is a dovetail joint and where would you use that? We do, uh, absolutely. So the dovetail joints we use ex exclusively on the drawers that we make. Um, so it's essentially two pieces that are you know fit together like a puzzle. And that creates that drawer box. Uh, so for us, that is an upgrade uh, over the standard nine ply birch drawer boxes that we make. Okay. Um, but we do we do offer them. We do custom sizes with those as well. Okay. And what would now you mentioned nine ply birch standard box? What is the nine ply? What is that? So nine ply, it's essentially made up of nine different sheets of ply coming together. So it's a half inch thick. Um, but it's essentially, it's a rock solid drawer. Um, we are, or I guess how we put that together is uh, pin and nail. Uh, but it is the standard drawer box. Those are stained uh, okay. like the interiors of the cabinets to match. Okay. Well, I personally, I like dovetail. No, just because they're, I, they're, I think they're worth the extra money because, man, oh, man. You know, think about your drawers. That's probably, you're using those things a couple thousand times a year. You're open and closing, open and closing, right? So, <laughs> Um, so I like the dovetail now, but how does Austin, how does the dovetail, if you could kind of paint it visually for people with words, how does a dovetail joint look different than a dado joint? Well, so dado is essentially a little slot that, you know, the bottoms and the sides of your cabinets are going to use to come together. Uh, right. so it's not something that you're going to see unless you're in the building process, but the dovetails, those are exposed. So ultimately, it is kind of like putting pieces of a puzzle together. So kind of like, you know, put, 
putting your fingers together at a 45 degree angle, that's kind of how those joints come together. Um, you know, they meet at a 90 and, you know, provide great strength for that drawer as well as a really great cosmetic look. Yeah. And I, my understanding kind of NATO to me is kind of like a tooth, right? It's like a gear tooth, right? Whereas a dovetail, it kind of is triangular. So you have yep. a little more surface area too for more strength yep. is the way I look at it. So, um, all right, that sounds good. And then Larry, what, mortise and tenon. You use mortise and tenon joint. What is that? And where would you use a mortise and tenon joint? So we do, you know, mortise and tenon. Uh, it's not as popular as it used to be, but we do a lot of that on our doors and style and rail doors and things like that. So uh, we used to do a lot of mortise and tenon on, on frames, you know, being joined together. But now it's all pocket hold and screwed together a little bit stronger on that. Okay, well, that's good because I'm a little old school. We used to use a lot of mortise and tenon. <laughs> so what what is uh, what pocket hold? Talk about that. And, and you did say it's a little stronger. So what is that that you use now? And why did you change over from mortise and tenon? So it's, it's a lot faster now, the pocket hole. We have a machine that drills the back of the frames. Uh, it, it puts that angle in there so the screw can go right in. Uh, the nice thing is, is you, you put your glue there, you screw it, and it's a rock solid joint there. Okay. Uh, it's not going to split on you, and it, it's a lot faster. The, okay. the so these are basically right you have the jig that comes in at that whatever that angle, thirty degrees or whatever. Exactly, and it's exactly. it's creating the hole. Do you use any kind of dowel pins, or is it basically just a screw and it's a butt fit? It's it's a screw, it's a screw and a butt fit on there. Yeah, okay. so there's a little pilot hole that goes through there, so it doesn't split the wood out. Okay. Yeah. And that's structurally strong enough, so it just holds everything together, man. But once you put the glue in there, you know, we use waterproof glue, so uh, you're that's not breaking not that anywhere. joint. Yeah, you're not breaking <laughs> that joint. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Well, hey, you, you, uh, you, I know about them, you know, the Craig jigs and things like that, but um, it's good good to know. I love Morris and Tenon, but, you know, right. hey, we got to go with the times. I, I, I totally <laughs> get it. <laughs> All right, now um, – Larry, I want to talk about, because let's stay with drawers here. I want to talk about um, the glides, because sometimes you see glides on the side. You see those metal with nylon rollers, and then we have the undermounts. What do you recommend for good quality glides? Because they have to uphold weight and the continuing opening and closing, you know, of the drawer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, we use top-of-the-line Bloom products, uh, and I recommend for your drawers to always use the undermount, which is the soft close. Uh, okay. Two things, you know, you, when you open your drawer, you get to see the nice dovetails and they're not covered by the side mount drawer glides. Um, so it's nice to get the undermount. The soft close version of that is, is incredible. Uh, everything is static tested, you know, hundreds and thousands of times. To Yeah, they have a lot of ANSI testing they do with that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And everything we do is 75 or 100-pound reading. Okay. So, yeah. So it can it can fit a small child in there. You can put, I was just gonna say you can put your kid in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Does sound like so. yeah. <laughs> you guys should do that for that. Actually, it'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so, but but you recommend undermount? Are your undermount guides are they all ball bearing? Is the 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 bloom or are they a ball bearing glide or how? What do they do there? It is. You know, it's a bearing glide that uh, that. Slides on the on the track there. It's got a piston there for the soft close itself. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a very nice slide. So we okay. try to make sure that our customers have the best slide out there. We guarantee all the hardware for as long as they own their home. So we want to make sure that we're getting the best hardware out there. Too. Okay, awesome. 
Yeah. Well, guys, as, uh, I'll tell you what. Wish we had more time to talk. It was really wonderful. Larry, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank awesome. you. You're a wealth of knowledge, man, for young age. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pete. Yeah, you can check them out at superiorcabinets.com or give them a call at 206-965-9240. I really would go visit their showroom to pull in my review. For that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters Car Radio 97 Grabound. Welcome to my house. Find out.